What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Hold a Husband Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Deron. I got both of my co-hosts on the line with me. I got my man, E.B. What's up, bro? Man, what's up, man? It's been a blessed tax season for me, man. So everybody that's been coming out and that's been calling me, booking me, man, hey, I appreciate it. Keep hitting me up again. Tax season not over. As you know, stimulus checks are going on just so you get a little insight on it. That's why some people's uh, refunds have been slow, but man, Appreciate the love, and this is going to be a great show. Let me give it back to you, T. All right. Uh, I also got my other calls on the line. I got my man, Jay Bobo. What's going on, bro? Not much. What's going on, fellas? Hey, we got a great one lined up for you. We got some blockbuster trending topics for you tonight. So, ready to get into it? Um, Just want to give you a quick reminder. You can catch us on Grind City TV. That's 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Thursdays and Sundays. I'll turn it over back to you, T. All right, uh, and I also want to remind y'all, y'all can catch the audio playback of the show on the Core 94 at thecore94.com in Houston. Um, so we definitely want to show them love. I also want to give a shout out to my man, Brother Soul Productions, for keeping us laced with the background audio. And I want to say thank you to all y'all that have been donating to the podcast, to our Cash App and our PayPal. We definitely appreciate the love. Keep it going so we can try to put more stuff together and we can try to come see y'all in Moore City. Tonight's uh, episode is titled The Price of Pandering, and we're going to be talking about why pandering doesn't actually help women, and we'll be addressing the scandal that's been rocking the, the relationship world involving Derrick Jackson. Um, but before we get into all that, y'all know we like to heat things up with the trending topics. What's the first thing we got on our trending topics, EB? Yo, Mr. Derrick Jackson. Those <laughs> that don't know who Derrick Jackson is, He's a big time relationship guru. Um, those may not think that now, since we, we just found out about a little scandal. So look, we're gonna play this little clip for y'all every, and, and y'all, we're gonna talk about it. But the truth is, and I'm saying it here now, is that Derek Jackson was involved with other women outside the marriage. And by involved, I wanna be clear, I'm not talking about just casually kicking it, maybe a lunch or something like that. I'm talking about as serious as sex. Um, to sexual flirtation and, and meeting up and that kind of thing. And some things that otherwise may be considered okay by some in terms of like just chatting or, or checking on people or being checked on by people that I've had a previous encounter with. Um, but without my wife's knowledge of it and with us having a sexual history, all of it falls under the umbrella of inappropriate, cheating, affair, stepping out. Um, def definitely not in alignment with the vows that I took um, and definitely not in alignment with the biblical standard of what it means to be faithful, which is the standard that I'm going by now. Now, I'm saying this publicly, not because I'm you know, married to you guys. First and foremost, I'm accountable to God. Then I have to be accountable to my wife, in which we've already had this conversation. I've already told her literally everything. I've given her basically a... All right, man. Now, everybody have been blowing my DM up since the moment this scandal broke. And I understand it, right? Uh, for a lot of women, they treat me and Derek as almost like opposites, right? I give the male perspective on relationships. I'm brutally honest. I keep it 100. I hold men and women accountable, et cetera. And he's kind of the other end of the spectrum. He panders to women. The guy's always wrong. The woman's always the queen and the prize, et cetera. And so a lot of women that have issues with my content will come in my comments and be like, sis, you should unfollow him and go follow Derek. He, he's the real man. We need more men like Derek, et cetera. So he's been campaigned as this perfect guy. You know, he's six something, six five, very muscular, very attractive guy. 
um, you know, very successful. But the problem that guys have with him is he's successful at the expense of other men. Like he he he's made millions of dollars, kind of just bashing men for the most part. You know what I mean? And like and 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 playing to the victimhood mentality that a lot of women already have. So a lot of people were very very thrilled to see this whole scenario unfold. Me personally, I don't care who other people fuck for the most part. You know what I mean? The only reason that it's a big deal is because of who he is and the message that he puts out or whatnot. But every time we talk about cheating, especially when it's somebody that's worth millions that live in Atlanta, I'm never shocked by that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a <laughs> that's a very common thing if you live in Atlanta and you're a black dude that's attractive. Um. So yep. so what were y'all thoughts when? Oh well, I'll start with you, Jay. What what did you think when you heard the news about him cheating and whatnot? It was to me. It was just like, wow. Here's the thing. You know, when you're bashing men and you and you know you're pandering to women, right? He was put on this pedestal here, and when you put when you place on a pedestal like that, people are always gonna find a chink in your armor. And now people did. Now now you got to eat that because remember, you know, he didn't accept. He was some guy, Kevin Hart, talking about he can keep his apology when that when his whole situation of cheating, you know. So when you do that, you're putting yourself you're putting yourself on a, on a pedestal. I would compare it to you know Bill Cosby and Tiger Woods. You know, they were seen as perfect, holier than thou. And once a chink was found in their armor, man, people went in. Yeah, I can I can agree. What about you, Eb? What'd you think when you heard about it? Well, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I ain't know who the damn dude was. So, <laughs> but I mean, hearing now that I, I heard all the stuff and saw all the stuff on Instagram and and hearing what y'all had to say and other people had to say, I mean, I mean. He may. I mean, I'm sorry. Like he, 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 he how can I put it? He kind of like manipulated women into thinking <laughs> that he was this same type of person, and they fell for it. But That's a good think, point. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, it, it makes me always That's think like, why point. is it so hard for women to tell the difference between pandering and real advice? Because yeah. right, like, like, like for me personally, the reason guys respect me and like my advice is because of how authentic I am. They know right. every everything that I talk about, we all know somebody that it applies to. We find, I use real world examples. I don't talk in cliches. I don't give, you know, bullshit ass universal messages. But yeah. doing that, it, it, it comes at a cost to me, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have sold out shows. I'm not on TV. I'm not getting, you know, bestsellers lists on mm-hmm. book. And that's what, what the panders come like. And, the the thing now that he's he's already been known as like the king panderer. Now he's mixing yep. it in with religion. And his the, the video that he did with his wife, he talked to the God this and I was praying to this and I the God Man. this. And I talk about that all the time. Like cause we whenever we talk about John Gray and these pastors that mix religion and relationship advice, that's usually bullshit. It yep. usually just gives them the ability to be able to 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 blame anything positive on God. And anything bad yep. is the devil, and and God's, you know, like it doesn't Terry, actually I, help women or improve anything. See, I'll take it a step further. The way the way I see Derek Jackson, even before this happened, to I went, you know, people said he was a simp. I don't necessarily see him as a simp. I see him as one of these pimp pastors. That's what I see him as. It, so you you hit it right on the head. You know, just, you know, just like when somebody says, "Hey, you can trust me. I'm a good Christian man." Nine times out of ten, they're full of shit. Yeah, you know, I mean, 
that don't mean that like like I said, I, I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, at least until we get some facts. You know what I mean? Right. Um I don't know what his personal life is like, but from from the stuff that's coming out, man, dude been cheating a majority of they 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 relationship together. You know what I'm saying? Like now there's there, I, I try to explain this on my page. There's different levels to cheating, right? I admitted that I cheated early on in my marriage, but it was not no side relationship or no continuous thing. I fucked a couple of my old hoes a couple of times. Like it was very selective. One month, you know what I'm saying? Like two or three times a year type shit. It wasn't no frequent every I weekend. I don't think how you got caught. Fuck all that. Oh, oh, I didn't get caught. Yeah. I, didn't get caught. Yeah. I didn't get caught. I told her about so it. So you just admitted it? Well, no, our situation, uh, we were separated. We were, uh, we were going through some trouble and I moved out and that's when I told her about it. So I didn't get caught. Mm. I was very careful about it and very calculated. So I didn't get caught at the time. But when I separated and I was like, fuck it, I'm out. I didn't care about the consequences no more. So I told her about it. And that's that's actually, I'm glad I did. Cause that was the, that put the seed in place for us to be able to get past it and correct the issues. It was because of the sex that we talk about all the time. Like Duvall, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm talking to you about it and then I ain't fixing the problem. Um, but let's let's rewind it, man. I don't wanna, let, well, this this is, we focusing on Gary tonight. We gonna bring my wife on, uh, on the episode and we'll be able to talk about our, our marriage problems and things we got through. Uh, but but one thing that I wanted to, to as far as the Derek situation goes, um, do y'all think that people that give relationship advice should be held to a higher standard than the average person? I would say, that, I mean, the short answer, no. I would just say you can't, I was, maybe a higher standard, but I would say you can't put yourself like you're holy than thou. I think that's where that's where you go wrong in this. You know, very sure. If you if you're giving if you're giving advice, you could just be like, "Hey, listen, I know better than anybody else." I mean, you don't necessarily have to be. I guess you could say, for lack of a better word here, more of a comment. I'm just like you. You know, I have flaws just like the next person. I'm down I, to earth. I say, yeah. Hey, I say, hell yeah, that motherfucker. If you're <laughs> preaching to fucking millions of goddamn people about being faithful and being this and this type of person and, and, and being the goody fucking two-shoe. Hell yeah, your ass don't need to be out there fucking cheating and cutting up and carrying on. Cause now again, all that bullshit you put in my head, I done bought your book, I done watched there and spent my time and watched your shit and you over here telling false fucking tales. That's some bullshit. Give me my money back, nigga. Give me my money back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Right. And, 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 and I'll, I'll pick you back off there, you know. You know, he's kind of like he's like the poor man Steve Harvey here, right? You know, Steve Harvey kind of panders to what they and even when they do say like, just like Steve Harvey when he says stuff that he's right about, it comes off disingenuous, and that's the same thing with Derek Jackson. You know, he he does say some good things at times, he has some valid points, but it just comes off so disingenuous. Well, see, that's the part. That's the thing with with social media. Um, when you're talking about these topics that get women, you know, and they feelings cheating, breaking up, etc., um, a lot of women don't seem to be able to tell what's real and what's not. And so I always felt like they would appreciate somebody like me that's coming, that's been married 16 right. years plus, that 
got a whole, whole past that's open and transparent about being a former hoe, about fucking up, about the mistakes. Like, you would think that that would give you the credibility and the love that, that somebody like Derek would get, but that's not the case. Women will block me and unfollow me just because I'm not doing what he does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just because yeah. I'm not telling them what they want to hear. I'm not, fix your crown, <laughs> sis. You're a queen. You're, you're, you're beautiful. You're perfect. Like, that. none of those things actually help women because the things that actually make men fall out of love and in relationship don't got shit to do with with the things fuckboys do. You know what I mean? Like, and, and from a logical standpoint, right, if women don't want to deal with fuckboys and bums and deadbeats, why do they need to learn about them every day? Why, why do you want somebody to talk to you about something you don't want? Like, EB, would you go to a car, I mean, a, a dealership and test drive a car you don't want? No, no, no. <laughs> that, that's that, exactly like that. That don't make no fucking sense, right? Right. And so I'm like, all right, bet. Let me teach women about how quality men is just down to earth, regular dudes do regular shit, kick it with their partners. What makes those type of men settle down? What makes those type of men unhappy in a relationship or cause conflict? So if you can, because if you can learn how to deal with those type of men, then you straight. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to. Have, my friends ain't millionaires, but we ain't broke. You know what I'm saying? Like we we, we do all right for ourselves. We we can turn up when we want to. We can live the life lifestyles that most women will sign up for, and you can do it without pandering. You know what I'm saying? Like you I, I, exactly. I'll tell you if I can interject for a second. I'll say this: I think authenticity is more respected in people who aren't authentic. So I think in the long run, let's just say even if people don't like what you got to say, well, mainly women. I think it'll be wrong because there's a level of authenticity there. Like nothing you say comes off disingenuous. Hello, it look like we uh we love have a little problem with Jay. Um, all right, that's that's all right. Um, we're about to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be getting into our topic of the night. We'll be having our guests come on, and we'll be talking about the price of pandering. You are listening to the Hold a Husband podcast. We'll be back momentarily. You have everything it takes to become an effective dater. I've simplified the entire process for you. All you need to do is make some adjustments to your approach to learn how you're supposed to date by downloading the Terry Duran Dating Compatibility Guide. It's available for only $1.50 exclusively at terryduranbooks.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Hold a Husband podcast. Tonight, we are talking about the price of pandering. And we have life coach Phyla Antoine on with us to discuss the topic. What's going on? How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. Uh, I'm doing all right. And I appreciate you uh, taking the time to come out on the podcast. Uh, I'll be seeing you on the gram, you know, doing doing your part to help out with the relationship community. So I wanted to let you know it was noticed. Um, but uh, tonight, uh, we're going to be talking about pandering um, and why that doesn't actually help women improve their dating experiences. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I know that you, I've seen some of your content and you're one of the women that I, I would say actually gets it um, and actually keeps it real. Um, I appreciate but, that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been following you for a couple of years, so I, I like the fact that you keep it 100. Um, but we see that... Um, 
there's a there's a, a, a inclining for people to just go towards what sounds good or what feels good or just really reaffirms what they already think. Why do you think that that doesn't help them uh, or that that doesn't really improve their dating experiences? Well, pandering is is problematic in any area, right? But when we're talking about dating and relationships and you wanting to have a real connection with someone, if I'm just telling you what you want to hear, it's not really gonna serve you in your real life or in your real relationship space. So it doesn't solve the problem that women have to begin with. And then it creates additional problems, right? Because what happens is that women like to be right, even when it's about the wrong things. And so when we find, <laughs> right, that's what it is. And so when we find someone to validate our rightness, even if it doesn't solve our problem, we'll stay stuck in that space and we'll continue to listen to that individual or that person, even though it doesn't create any change in our relationship space. And so it kind of validates the wrongness that we're already operating in and then creates more problems on top of the existing problems that are actually stopping women from having real good relationships with men. Very good. I never, I never had it uh, explained like that. Validating wrongness, uh, because that's what I find myself talking about all the time. You know, focusing on, hey, ladies, these are the things that create problems. So if you just can eliminate a couple of them, you're going to drastically improve the dating experience for the men that you're dating. Um, and so, but, but like you said, the pandering let, just leads them to believe that they always right, that what they're doing is working, and Mr. Perfect is going to come, you know, save the day and love everything about them, blah, blah, blah. Um, so so that's, that's so problematic. And we see what happens when, when some of these panderers take a fall or when they credibility or they, they, they real motives come into play. Uh, as we see uh, with all the drama surrounding Derrick Jackson um, and, and his cheating scandal. Uh, now, we all know, we talk about this all the time on our show, EB, y'all, y'all know, attest to this, cheating, anybody can cheat, you know what I'm saying? Anybody can be put in a position where they need to not be in met or they feel they in the right circumstance and they end up doing something either inappropriate or actually cheating. Um, so I don't personally feel that just cheating itself eliminates a person's credibility or ability to be a good person. Um, but when you combine that with... In, I don't know if it's, it gotta be intentional deceiving, right? When y'all, <laughs> like, when you tell the women, like, everybody's beautiful and everybody's, like, you gotta know that that's not actually true. You know what I mean? You gotta know that some people are, they're the reason, their attitude, you know, how, they're, they're, what it's like to date them is why they single. Like, it's not just because men didn't see they work or didn't see they value, you know what I mean? You know, I always say to women, like, every woman is beautiful, just not to every man. And every <laughs> woman is just not to every woman, right? Very true. That's a nice, Very that's true. A nice way of putting it. <laughs> I don't walk out in the street thinking that every man is going to be attracted to me. But I'm not looking for every man to be attracted attracted to me either, and so um, it's a matter of perspective and preference. What do you, what do you okay. say to the women that, that wants all that attention, though? That that like all that, mm. but wanting to be the eye of affection or wanting yeah. every man to be yeah. attracted to them, I say that they need to do some internal work because that comes from a place of insecurity. If I walk out of the house and my desire every day is for all of the men in the street to be attracted to me, then that means that I'm seeking something externally that I need to really be working on internally. 
it's one well, thing. Well, I have a question about that. Uh, it mm-hmm. came up on my page a couple of times. Okay. Do, do you think women get get a kick out of curving dudes or just being able to reject dudes? Like Absolutely, that, oh. yes. Oh, yes. that's it. That's an emphatic yes. <laughs> okay, can can you elaborate on that? Because I, I thought that, but I mean, I, I I didn't realize like what do it get out of like? Please. Okay, so I'm a grown grown woman now, right? I'm 41, but I wasn't always 41, and I wasn't always mature, and all of these kinds of things. And I can remember, I have memories of being in like the sixth or seventh grade and my girlfriends and I, cause we thought we were cute. We're like, you know, I'm going to tell Mike that I like him. And when he believes me, we're all going <laughs> to laugh and make fun of him. Like, ain't that some crazy Oh, damn. Damn. No. Hey, that's what, what, what about, what about in your twenties that have you done something like that or get a kick out of curving somebody? Not, not necessarily directly to that extent because you know, you right. learn that you hurt people's feelings and that's not okay. But in mm-hmm. your 20s and 30s, I remember like going on vacation with my girlfriend and this guy is giving us attention. And it's like, oh, you can buy all my girlfriend drinks and take us all out and all that. But I know that I'm not attracted to him and I have no intention of taking yeah. this anywhere. But and- let's get Fellas, listen to Let me say that that's when I was young and I didn't realize it at the time, but the same way that men want to conquer women because they get an ego boost, there are some women who want to conquer men in some ways, not necessarily sexually, but we want to be able to see a man kind of fall for you or grovel for you because it boosts your ego and your self-esteem, especially when you're coming from a place of hurt or trauma, which I was in the past. That sounds like some sweetie and um and, and uh, what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dudes is gonna be lining up to date her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she, oh, she's yeah. a hot yeah. item. Yes. Come on. Of course they are. You said you said you said you said the repo man reprocess everything. <laughs> oh, I heard that. I heard that's false. But but you know one thing that I will say. I, I'm glad that came up. Um, this their their relationship breaking up disproves the myth that spoiling a woman and buying her Birkin bags and shit actually leads to healthy relationships. You know what I'm saying? Because he just gifted her a Bentley. He, she's, he's been icing her out and doing all this stuff for years. And yeah. if, the, if if paying all the bills and living in a mansion and flying private can't make the relationship last, that should let a lot of women know that that, that, that could be a, a great fringe benefit of being with a guy, but that can't be the core or the fundamental yeah. of, of the relationship. Absolutely not. And it's really a red flag or a telltale sign when you have a woman who's like, look at my bag, look at my ring, look at my shoes, and never really showing any intimacy between her and her dude or her and her man. It's kind of like, what else do you have besides the materials and the things? And don't get me wrong, I love a gift, right? But it has to be about so much more. And when you are always pointing to the material things, and in that case in particular, you know, they have more money than the average person. And right. I had to talk to some of the women who were in my DMs when Saweetie was kind of like, you know, if he's not getting you a Birkin, he don't love you. <laughs> it's not realistic for the average man or the average woman. And what it does is that it makes the average woman put unrealistic expectations on the average Absolutely. man. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you ever get, have you ever gotten unwarranted gifts because I would think these gifts that, that um, Quavo was giving her was unwarranted, some of them. Mm. 
what do you mean by unwarranted? Like he did something. Like God just like God just buy you gift for no good reason. Oh, of course. Like if you're in a relationship with someone and they like you, care about you, like my husband brings me gifts all the time. Now what about what about ones that were just interested in getting with you, hoping to get a relationship out of you, hoping just to get with you, period. What about those? I have had experiences like that, but I don't accept gifts in that space because mm-hmm. I know that it, it creates oh, expectations. Right. It leads to, you know, somewhere that you don't want to go and it can become problematic later on. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I think the expectations part of the conversation is, is huge because that's one of the, the main things that lead to disappointment and heartbreak. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think there are a lot of women that either curve guys for un, unfair or unrealistic reasons or the reason that they, they have a negative vibe from the dating experience is because the things that they expect are just not realistic. You right. know what I mean? Like now that's not to say that guys can't have unrealistic expectations either. Um, but I think guys for the most part have a much more understanding of what a real relationship looks like than the average woman is seen. Uh, because mm-hmm. we see to- all these social media quotes that like they people screenshot it and send it to me and I break it down, but to me, I'm just really just applying common sense to it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I, I but but every time there are gonna be women in the comments that, that know what it really means is this. Oh, I know it's true, cause it is. And it's like, well, sis, if, if these quotes was really working for you, you wouldn't be single this long. Like, <laughs> like, like if, if this pandering and all this stuff that y'all being told, like if the key to healthy relationships was Somebody just somebody taking a stance and telling fuck boys to grow up, be a man. That's Derek Jackson. He's a superhero. He's a superhero <laughs> preaching to the fuck boys, right? Fuck boys, you gotta be a real man. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. If that was the key to healthy relationships, the shit would have happened a long time ago. Well, it would have been working by now. You know what I mean? Like, and so, so that's that's really not the problem. I think that the, the biggest issues are men are not having enough pleasant experiences with the women that they date to make them want to commit or get married. And I think that has a lot to do with what we just said, the expectations. And I would say the approach that a lot of women take when it comes to dating. I wanted to talk to you about that. Um, there are a lot of women that have a, a, a perspective where we either get married or you wasting my time. What, what, what do you say to women like that you come across? So it's interesting, as you were talking, kind of what was coming up for me was like, you know, the way that we're conditioned and the way that we're socialized as men and women is totally polar and opposite. And women are groomed from really young to get a husband, get a a ring and get married, right? Not necessarily taught how to connect or even how to be a wife. And men are taught something very different also. And so, when we are when we get together so many women because of their conditioning and their socialization believe that having a man propose to you or having a man ask you to be his wife validates your womanhood right so it has so much to do with our value and our worth and how we see ourselves and if if that doesn't happen it begins to feel like he's not choosing you Sometimes he really ain't choosing you and you need to leave that relationship, right? (laughs) There are other times where the relationship may be stable um, and maybe marriage is just not something that works for both partners or or something that the man doesn't want to financially commit to. Or like you said, there are sometimes unresolved issues that men allow to linger because you guys don't always have the emotional tools to express what you really want. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I definitely get it. Um, th that made me think about the women that, like, like you mentioned, there are a lot of women that want to be be brides, but not necessarily wives. They want exactly. they want to show off the ring. They want to have the viral proposal. You know what I'm saying? Like, they want to have all those things that have that make other women view their relationship as something that they want. And uh, 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 artists, uh, some paintings went viral this week. The lady that made the calendar where the woman's like stepping out of 2019, Peniel, yeah. she she made a series of, they, they're really powerful. Um, it was three images, like one of them showed, it, they were all frames where it showed a couple and it showed how they presented their lives to social media. Mm -hmm. So like one of the photos yeah, had half powerful. of a woman's face where half was made up and then the other half showed the abuse she was getting from her man. Like one picture had the couple hugged up, but the man was off to the side holding another woman's hand. You know what I mean? Like, so they were really, really, uh, and the other one was um, the couple showing off all they Dior and they designer, but it showed all the debt that they had attached to it. So I, I me and my wife actually talked about the, the photos because it, it represents the mentality and the problem with social media. And so that's what I thought about when you were talking about the validation that comes from a proposal. I can only imagine like if, if think about this fellas, if one chick gets proposed to and it goes viral and goes on Shade Room or something like blacklove.com or whatever, what do you think that does to her friends and the men that they date? Mm -hmm. It applies Man. pressure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, you know, and, and in that situation, she's hoping that's what her friends aspire to want to be. I mean, yeah. when you get when you go viral like that, they wish they had that. But I'm gonna tell you, from me, it, me as a man, I don't care how how friends, how many of them get proposed <laughs> big rings. I don't care. That's I want to. straight up. Ain't happening, and you gonna get what I give you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I want, Phyla, I wanted to ask you this. So, what yeah. do you say to the women that, like, I've seen, I've seen posts where women will turn down a uh, uh, and get a proposal because the ring wasn't big enough, or mm. it, you know, what I'm saying it wasn't lavish enough. What do you say to those women? I think you have the right, men and women, right, specifically women in this, have the right to set their requirements what they require of the men that they are with and you know what they want the ring to look like and all of those things but here and, and here's the thing about this right we all have to recognize the level that we are on before we start requiring people to be 10 levels above us right so if we're in a relationship with a man and he can afford that and you know it's not going to break the bank or put you in debt then that's fine but if this is someone who you know is living check to check, who can't supply you with the things that you want on a routine basis, but you want him to like second mortgage the house in order to get you a ring, then that's unrealistic again. And it's not about the marriage or the relationship, it's about impressing other people. Right, and that, that's yeah. the problem that's with the pandering. If he wanted to, he would. You know right. what I'm saying? Like they give, uh, I personally, I hate people that are, are seen as advice or experts that speak to their audience in cliches like I, I personally like seem like all the cliches that women use in my comments are either out of context or don't actually help them like mm -hmm. the know your worth and never settle like all this stuff doesn't really apply to healthy relationships in my opinion um what are, you, what are your thoughts on the, the love cliches that they get thrown around you know it's cute 
and it's cool, but it doesn't work for me and my audience because I'm seeking to really help women create transformation and to really help women learn how to become partners in relationships with men. And so there are a lot of things that we have to unpack because we've been taught all this like cliche love stuff and we were watching fairy tales since we were four years old that when you get to be an adult and you're in a relationship with a man, you're like, oh shit, this is not how it works. And you're supposed to be able to grow and evolve and adjust, but because we have people who do pander, right? And this gentleman in particular that we're kind of talking about, for a lot of women, he is attractive and the kind of man that they would want. If we're talking about black women in particular. And so they see this image, just like we've seen the cartoons and the fairy tales, and they hold out hope that he exists in real life, even though everything that he's saying is bullshit. And so when we're in the relationship with each other now, it creates almost a barrier. So it doesn't matter what you're actually saying to me in the relationship. I'm not hearing you because I'm holding on to the fairy tale of what this person or these people who pander to me are saying. Did, let me quick, let me ask you this. Did you believe the things that he would state? Like all the, like, like throughout the times you listened to him? Did you believe what- Me character? personally? <laughs> Yeah. You yeah, you, yeah, you as a woman. Yeah, I want to, yeah. <laughs> now, that you, now that you know he full of shit, like, for real, for real, I'm just curious what your thoughts were, you know. Probably. So I, I will tell you this, the absolute truth, because I'm fully transparent. You know, I had women who had sent me videos of him, and this was a couple years ago. And I watched one video. I'm, like, really tuned in and connected and intuitive. I watched one video. And I said to my husband, you know, this is why I don't relationship people because I don't want to Oh, it looks like we having some, some technical difficulty. Uh, you, you, you cut out on us, uh, Fala. I'm not sure um, if, if that we can get that corrected. Uh, can you? Uh, looks like we got, we're about to take a quick break. Uh, we'll, we'll get her back on the line so we can finish up the interview and we'll go from there. You're listening to the Hold a Husband podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be there. We go. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, we was having a little technical difficulties, but we got everything back on track. Uh, tonight we are talking about to, to Phyla Antoine about the price of pandering. And we were just ha- asking a question about what was her response when she initially saw Derek Jackson's content. So could you, can you finish elaborating? Sure. Um, you know, so I try to like really monitor my hater meter. And whenever I see anyone who's in the same industry, I'm very intentional to kind of give it time to process it. But he in particular specifically was one of those people that I could not follow, I could not listen to because immediately I felt like his approach was problematic and it was pandering. Um, And instead of, you know, following someone that was gonna irritate me, I just decided I wasn't even gonna opt in at all. So I don't follow him. I only see what happens when there are these kind of issues and the blogs, but I've seen so many women who are like, disciples of his almost. And I just got to kind of shake my head because so much of it is bullshit. Yeah, see, for me, I, I have kind of mixed feelings. I've, I've done, he's been on my podcast before, before he blew up. Uh, we haven't collaborated since he blew up. 
but I always looked at it uh, from, okay, he's he's giving relationship advice and some of the things he say is valid, but they all apply to bums, deadbeats, and fuckboys. So to me, it, it felt like we already know how women feel about those men. We already know that they fucked up and they ain't shit. Like, so I couldn't understand why he focused all of his energy on it, but from a marketing standpoint, it's brilliant. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, you can say, he didn't know your worth or he didn't see your value and that's gonna resonate with billions of women right so from a marketing standpoint it's genius um and when we've collaborated we've had these discussions we actually like he we agreed on a lot of stuff you know what i'm saying because what he's saying is not necessarily false it's just it's presented in this super narrow spectrum where he's only criticizing men he's only whole you know what i'm saying like only finding a way to to make the woman a victim and she she was just hurt and she was just she loves she's too good of a woman like and it's like bro that don't that don't really represent what we see in the real world when we know for a fact there are women that sabotage their dating experiences we know there are women unrealistic expectations we right. know that they go into dating trying to get a guarantee on the first date and it's all these type of things why can't you talk about that bro and that's kind of why I, we haven't you know really uh, been working together the past couple of years, but uh, it man, just hearing no the more at all. And you know, from my perspective, I'm working with women who have like intimate trauma and things like that. And so it's really problematic for those women who have those kind of deep seated issues of like sexual abuse or neglect or abandonment when they're opting into that kind of one sided messaging and it causes a lot more damage in their lives and in their relationships. Yeah, uh, I, I've been seeing, man, the details. I don't know if y'all had time to, to be on the end. I was off today. So I've been seeing all the posts. <laughs> man, they got all kind of receipts, bro. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Like pictures of him in his, in his wife's bedroom. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, like pictures okay. of him in the, in the bedrooms. And, so the, you know, so these allegations are. Uh, shot uh, text messages where he didn't, hey, here's the bread to come see me. Like it's all kind of tea, you Damn. know what I'm saying? On the net regarding this. Um, so I, I, I wanted, I, like I said, I, I, I'm glad we were able to bring it up. Um, and that doesn't totally invalidate him to me because uh, I personally feel like that ain't my uh, business. That's between him and his wife. You know, it yeah, doesn't invalidate him, but it's well, presented his, his own problem. words, his own words when he, he he addressed the Kevin Hart's cheating situation. When what you post it and you make it go public, now it's everybody's business. Yeah. So, so if, if him and his wife would have never, we just gonna handle this in a private matter, then it wouldn't be our business. But since y'all did y'all's little PR stunt, man, <laughs> like the video that they did, I, I understand it is damage control. Uh, if you know anything oh, about public relations, man, him and his wife put out a video where, like, an yep. eight minute video where he's holding, he's holding her hand the whole time. Oh. Almost, man. It, it. A lot of people are saying that it looks like a, a coercion, like a. I'm gonna squeeze your hand if you don't say <laughs> play type of vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 a bad look because she, her hair's not done. She just got on like a scarf or something on her head. So wow. it's just like, and it's yeah. you can tell it's pre-planned. So it's like, man, that's. It's, it's it's a bad look and and I don't wish negative on nobody, yeah. but if you doing if you selling dreams, you're gonna get exposed sooner or later. Yeah. 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 Um, um follow up quick question. You know, sure. a lot of women listen that, that listen to Derek Jackson, you know, seek validation or already 
validates their disposition. So do you ever have clients that seek validation? Oh, absolutely. Um, and that comes in a lot of ways, right? So the clients that I work with are really high powered, accomplished women who have mm-hmm. jobs and who for the most part are making their own money. Um, and so even in that, we work through the reasons why. So a lot of the reasons why black women want to be so accomplished is to validate ourselves. A lot of the reasons why we want to get five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 degrees is to validate ourselves. Why we want to make more money than the men in our lives is to validate ourselves. And all those things are great when they come from an empowered place. But if it's trauma informed and you're doing that because you don't ever want to need a man because your daddy was never there or you don't ever want to be in a position where you have to put your trust in a man because your first husband broke your heart, then that's problematic. And that's when you're looking for this validation still from the achievement of these things. And even after they achieve all those things, ultimately they're still then empty because they don't have the validation or the approval of a loving partner and a man because they've kind of blocked that out. So I work with women from all walks of life and so many of them are looking for validation and trying to fill the voids that they really just are kind of ignoring and don't want to deal with because that's the really hard work. Okay. Um, We definitely appreciate the love and the conversation. Um, Looks like we are up against the clock. Before we get out of here, can you let our audience know a little bit about you and how they can, can uh, reach out to you for your content? Sure. So um, you anyone can find me on Instagram. Instagram is my favorite platform. So at sheisphila, S-H-E-I-S-F-I-L-A, at sheisphila, um, on Facebook and Twitter and all social platforms, at sheisphila as well. And you can go to phylaantwine.com. Um, and I am an award-winning sacred self-care and relationship coach for women. And I specifically focus on teaching black women how to master self-care, create healthy relationships and put themselves first. Uh, We definitely appreciate the love. Uh, We can definitely have you on the uh, podcast again in the future. Uh, Before we get out of here, I want to give a special shout out to my man, Brother Soul Productions for keeping us laced with the background audio. I want to remind y'all to continue to donate and support the podcast through our PayPal and our cash app. Um, J-E-B, man, I appreciate y'all linking up with me to get this done. Had a, had a lot of technical problems for this episode, but it was <laughs> worth it. Um, and, and all y'all that have been supporting the show, continue to, to subscribe and share the podcast. Thank this has been another episode of the Hoda Husband Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, guys. Thank you.